0: Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Viewpoint. I'm very, very excited for you guys to listen to this episode today with Maddie Conley. I have one quick request before we dive into this episode, and that is that you share this episode and share Viewpoint with the people that you care about and the people that you love, the people that want to hear this story. I really want this podcast to grow and, and the message to grow and for people to hear these stories because I really do think they are important, and I think there's a lot to learn from them. Uh, so if you could just give this podcast a rating on iTunes or Spotify or really wherever you get your podcasts that would be so so greatly appreciated and just continue to share this message and continue to please enjoy these episodes. Now we are going to dive right into this episode with Maddie Conley. Enjoy guys. Hello and thank you for joining us on this episode of Viewpoint. I'm your host Kyle Leonard and today we are sitting down with Maddie Conley. She is a graduated student in in the field of medicine, and she is working on a ton of very, very interesting research, and that is just one of the many passions that she does have. Mm -hmm. She is also very passionate about health and fitness, and I feel like it's this interesting world that all comes together. And I think it's just something that you guys will really, really find interesting. So Maddie, if you want to introduce yourself really cool. Yeah.
1: Hey, guys. Um, so like Kyle said, um, I'm Maddie. I'm a research coordinator right now at the Cleveland Clinic. Um, I graduated in 2017, so last year, um, from the University of Pennsylvania. And now I'm just taking some gap years before going to medical school. So that's a short little biography of me. <laughs> nice. Yeah, no,
0: that's super fun. I, I feel like... I feel like gap years are becoming more common, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) I guess it's just with the changing lifestyle of everything of, like, yeah, like, I want to get into medicine, and it's this, like, 10 year process, but oh, yeah. it's like, I want to enjoy life and, and <laughs> yeah. like take it slow. But I, in in the end, I feel like it's the smarter decision too.
1: But I'm so happy that I did it just because I have so much more experience, especially oh, yeah. with patients. Mm-hmm. So I think going into medical school now, mm-hmm. um, I'll kind of already be a step above my yeah. peers, which is just oh, nice. I mean, they'll yeah. catch up obviously, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. it's just nice to know that I can already handle some things that, yeah. you know, I'll probably encounter pretty quickly.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. no, it's definitely nice. And like, I feel like the like the patient-to-coordinator to, um, interaction is, is mm-hmm. huge. Because, oh, Because, yeah. like, it's, it's sort of a generalization, but, like, when you think of the typical, like, pre-med going through school and just, like, studying, 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 and then, like, mm-hmm. you start to get into residency and stuff like that, as soon as you get to that stage, it's like, well, I've been in front of books for the past, like, six or yeah. seven years. <laughs> but, like, the human interaction yeah. is, is kind of lacking there. So I, I think it's great that, like, you're actually getting the, the interaction between people.
1: Yeah, it's my favorite part by yeah. far. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I learn a lot just by conducting various studies, but mm-hmm. my favorite part is when I have study visits scheduled, oh, yeah. which are usually, mm-hmm. I usually get like four or five a week, and then yeah. you just get to sit down and get to know patients. Yeah. So That's really I absolutely cool. love it. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, so I, I think that a great place to start for all of this mm-hmm. is to kind of s- take a step back and kind okay. of really understand where this, this passion for medicine started. So do you have like the earliest sort of, of memory of like, wow, this would be really cool if I was a doctor? Because it's like when you think about like when you're a kid and you're thinking about, uh-huh. like, oh, one day I'm going to be a doctor, lawyer, astronaut, all this, all that. Right.
1: Big dreams. Yeah, but- <laughs> it's like something
0: that you're actually going after, which is awesome. So yeah. do, you, do you have sort of that first moment that you knew you kind of wanted to go into that field?
1: Yeah. So my grandma's a physician, Mm -hmm. um, so she's an emergency physician um, and she's 79 right now and still practices. So she's definitely my inspiration for for sure. sure. Um, But I can remember being um, little Mm -hmm. and we have a family vacation every year. We go to North Carolina, Mm -hmm. the Outer Banks. So, Mm -hmm. um, And I remember they're just not always, but... Mm -hmm. um, people would you know, get caught in rip currents or like there'd yeah. be emergencies at the beach, right? Yeah. And my grandma was always somehow involved. Okay. I don't know if she was just always down at the beach when that was happening or what, yeah. but I was just always very fascinated by like her involvement in those situations and mm-hmm. her ability to save lives, honestly. Because oh, yeah. I know that I, there was one story where she literally, there was a, a dad and a son and they were caught in a rip current and mm-hmm. she was able to save the boy by doing CPR and then the dad, um, lost his life, but nice it was like, breeze. yeah, but it was things like that where it, it really yeah. got me thinking of the profession of medicine yeah. and how she not only, you know, could do this, but she mm-hmm. really enjoyed it. Yeah. So, um, that was kind of the initial interest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as I grew older, yeah. you know, and I got to go to work with her and I absolutely love being in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I really like learning about other people's lives. Yeah. So getting mm-hmm. that patient interaction is huge. Yeah. Um, And then I shadowed Dr. Krebs. Mm -hmm. um, So I'm sure you know the the Krebs, Olivia. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to school with Olivia. So Mm -hmm. um, my senior year, I shadowed her dad um, in – um, the OR, and that mm-hmm. was really fascinating. Yeah. So just to see these people come in with these chronic issues and mm-hmm. then this issue be fixed within hours was yeah. just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also to see the teamwork in the OR. Yeah. So coming from a background as an athlete, you know, mm-hmm. I really like the teamwork oh, yeah. aspect of medicine. That's sure. huge. Um, mm-hmm. So Just kind of um, growing up seeing my grandma in emergency medicine and then seeing this, you know, situation with Mr. Krebs, um, Dr. Krebs. um, (laughs) um, And then I went to medical school or to medical school to undergrad. And I really I knew I wanted to go into medicine at that point. So Mm -hmm. I just did everything I could to prepare myself. For sure. And just as I did all that, which was volunteering and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, taking the science courses that I needed. Mm -hmm. um, I just really knew that that was a profession for me because I enjoy doing it at the same time Mm -hmm. um you know so it's kind of like you're putting in all this work but you know it's going to pay off because you know it's something that you're gonna love to do absolutely and i think that like
0: with something like that when you're passionate about something It, you almost have to be a little bit crazy about it oh like, yeah
1: like, <laughs> for sure that's me <laughs> yeah and like like when, you, when you're yeah. really
0: investing your time and all of your energy like staying late at the library mm-hmm. and making sure you cram for this test and, and making sure that you have this certain amount of hours a for lot this of sacrifices <laughs> yeah it's sacrifices but like mm-hmm. you wouldn't be doing them if you didn't love them and exactly I and I think that's like mm-hmm. the heart of what passion really is and I think that's like very evident in your story is that like you're like yeah i <laughs> knew from this moment that i was gonna put in the work and i was gonna make sure right. I get to this and, then do this and then do that and then and then make it here so that's really it's really fascinating yeah, yeah it's all worth it oh for sure <laughs> yeah absolutely um so like you said your grandma was your inspiration mm-hmm. and stuff like that yep. what sort of medicine did she practice
1: so she's an emergency physician. Okay. Um so she is she works down in uh inner city Cleveland mm-hmm. at St. Vincent Charity. Yeah. Um she also works at St. John Medical Center that's okay. in Westlake. Yeah. Um, so that was interesting just because when I shadowed her in high school, um mm. she worked, you know, in inner city Cleveland. Yeah. So um a lot of um homeless population. Yeah. Um that was just a very different experience coming mm-hmm. from suburban Rocky River, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so and I think that just seeing her selflessness to yeah. this population that was so underserved um, mm-hmm. was another reason why I was oh like, man. I want to follow her in her footsteps mm-hmm. and help these people who don't have access to care. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times, in in addition to, um, you know, being an emergency physician mm-hmm. there, so the St. Vincent Hospital is um, has a psychiatric ED. Yeah. They're the, um, they're one of two in Ohio. So mm-hmm. I got to see a lot of patients with mental illness, which yeah. was huge mm-hmm. um, and, so I think also being connected to that kind mm-hmm. of also um, doing some mental health reform on Penn's campus myself mm-hmm. when I was there yeah. that also kind of stimulated my interest in like mm-hmm. the brain. Oh, so,
0: absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and I'm like, I like with emergency medicine. I, I've had a few friends mm-hmm. that have have worked on like. Um, in emergency medicine, like, they've done the programs at school, and then mm-hmm. done, like, ride-alongs in, uh, like, an ambulance and stuff like yep. that, but <laughs> there's never a boring day.
1: No, that's and true. Oh, my
0: God. It's just got to be, it's got to, like, because, like, the monotony of, like, going into, like, a normal desk job and, like, having mm-hmm. the same kind of work every day. Couldn't and do then, it. Like, yeah, right? And like, <laughs> I think that's one of the most fun parts about medicine itself oh, is Oh, yeah, that for sure. It's, like, you're always solving a new problem. There's always a new issue, mm-hmm. but, like, there's always a new way to tackle it there's always new research yeah, always innovation, new instruments yeah mm-hmm. and it's it's one of the most exciting yeah. like eras that we're living through because of technology and just the way that it's mm-hmm. rapidly advancing and how that's being played yeah, into amazing. care itself <laughs> it's wild like just to think yeah. like way back when like the settlers came to like America mm-hmm. and they were like grinding together different sorts of like <laughs> flowers and nuts <laughs> yep. and berries and as as medicine and today like it's like oh I have a backache let me pop a few times <laughs> yeah like, that's true <laughs> it's crazy how far it's come um yeah. so it's just got to be super super fun like ha- going into a career field like that where you are gonna just be able to do mm-hmm. anything and everything
1: Oh, for sure. That's mm-hmm. that's one of the other reasons why I love it. It's funny yeah. because, um, so like I was saying, one of the questions that you're asked in medical school interviews is why medicine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it was so difficult for me for so long to just put it into one brief sentence because yeah. I, I was like, I love everything about medicine. There's yeah. so many things that I could tell you about. Yeah. Um, and so one of them is obviously the challenge aspect. Mm-hmm. So um, I love challenges. Yeah. I love to, you know, come across mm-hmm. a complex issue and then mm-hmm. try and find really unique solutions yeah. Um and I think that also comes from uh, my background as an athlete, so oh, for I mean, sure. just naturally, right? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> um and just yeah, pushing through hardship and mm-hmm. like learning from failure and just yeah. um, all of that. But in medicine that can happen every day, especially as an emergency physician, oh, because sure. you know, you, you come with cases that you just have no idea what this person has, or very frustrating because you want to yeah. help this person mm-hmm. so badly, but you don't
0: you yeah. don't know
1: what else you can do and mm-hmm. um but that's where the being able to push through that hardship and be oh, like absolutely. i will find a solution yeah. for you i will help you and i'll work mm-hmm. with you on this that's yeah. where that comes in mm-hmm. so it's just it's very um it's fun and
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as like weird as that sounds yeah.
1: um you always i think you always leave very satisfied oh, yeah. which is something mm-hmm. that i think everyone tries to find in their future yeah. professions
0: and i think so. that like like with work itself we're all looking for that that sense of um, like appreciation and, and completion and, mm-hmm. and satisfaction like you were saying mm-hmm. and and with medicine itself it, it goes so much deeper than just clocking in and clocking out mm-hmm. you know it's like yeah this patient <laughs> relations is it's so key because like even in like pediatric medicine right like mm-hmm. as a kid you go there and you see that doctor every year for yeah. years and years and years and you've, de- de- you've developed those relationships mm-hmm. and it's it's something that you'll just have for, like, your entire life. And it goes so Yeah, much, that's great. It goes so past medicine itself. It's mm-hmm. like, this is another human being that I've formed a bond with. Like, right. They, exactly. They are, exactly. like, essentially taking a vow to take care of me mm-hmm. for so many years. And it's, like, that's one of the things that I, I feel like you can't really get in other career fields.
1: That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's something that I think doctors nowadays also really have to work on yeah. because of the technology that has come about. So mm-hmm. um, when you were saying that, I was like, that's, you know, like, I was thinking that's my favorite part of medicine, but yeah. I know I've gone to the doctor and just had the doctor look at the computer screen and type mm-hmm. away as I'm trying to tell them something. Yeah, Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that happened to me a couple of months ago and I was mm-hmm. like, I, do not want to become that physician, yeah, you know, which absolutely. is happening more and more often. Mm-hmm. Which and I partially don't blame them because I also also will find myself sometimes needing to input something on the computer while I'm trying to talk to a patient, yeah. just because of all the paperwork and mm-hmm. stuff that we have to oh, do. Yeah. But um, yeah, my favorite part is just really getting to know patients and trying yeah. to find something that we connect. Yeah. on. I also sometimes I'll get in trouble because my visits go too long because yeah. I really like talking to people, Yeah. <laughs> which is bad. But um, but I'm like, it's better to, you know, have a great conversation and yeah. make sure that they're comfortable than Absolutely. just like be very closed off and like, mm-hmm. okay, I just need to do this and leave, yeah, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No. That's, that's, <laughs> that's my favorite part. Fun. Yeah,
0: yeah. And like, and, and speaking of dementia, that's something that you're actually doing research yes. in, which is super yes. exciting. And mm-hmm. like with medical research in general, mm-hmm. it's, it's such a It's such a vast field because there's so many, it's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's interesting because it's one problem and there's so many different people attacking it from different sides. Yeah, there's
1: a lot lot out there. (laughs) We can,
0: we can dive into it. So if you want to describe sort of what you are doing, okay. um, Within your research, and, and how you think that's playing into a bigger problem?
1: Yeah. Um, okay, so I work mainly with patients with different forms of dementia. Yeah. Um, Alzheimer's is the most common form of dementia, so most of my patients have Alzheimer's mm-hmm. um, or they have the beginning stages of some form of dementia, which is called MCI, that's mild cognitive impairment. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's kind of like a placeholder because they're not exactly sure what you're gonna progress into. Yeah. Um, Most of the time it's Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I also work with patients with dementia with Lewy bodies. That's Mm -hmm. another form of dementia. Um, That one's really interesting. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of um, hallucinations and sleep issues that come with that. So, but so Alzheimer's, dementia with Lewy body. Um, yeah. There's vascular dementia, which is just like dementia that comes from a stroke yeah. or something. So mm-hmm. it's you know damaged blood vessels. Mm-hmm. People don't really realize how much a healthy brain you know is so important in in your normal behavior. Yeah. So, um, awesome. it, yeah, mm-hmm. we work on a lot of different clinical trials. Okay. Um, so drug studies and mm-hmm. um, normal observational trials, which is more just like taking their spinal fluid or blood or whatever. Okay. Um. But yeah, actually one of the studies I'm working on, and I can say this, (laughs) is that, is currently the most promising um, drug trial for Alzheimer's. That's awesome. So, yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so the drug is called aducanumab. I'm not going to try and spell it. No, don't try <laughs> and spell it. I'm
0: just, like, baffled by all of Like, I wonder if they have, like, a person in the company that's like, all right, I'm coming up with the weirdest I, I know.
1: It's like, okay. Yeah, it's crazy. We need crazy. 17
0: A's, yep. we need 5 D's, and then mm-hmm. we're going to fill in the rest. You oh, know? yeah. Like,
1: yeah, for sure. Oh my Oh, and, well, what I've noticed is that they mainly always end in, like, Mab. Yeah. I'm not sure. Or, like, X or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, same thing with medications, because I have to go over medications with patients. Yeah. And I just go through this list, and I'm like, I'm really sorry if I butcher these names. Yeah. I don't know who comes up with these names, yeah. but they're just crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's called aducanumab. Um, there's actually a an article that came out, like, mm-hmm. today or yesterday. Yeah. About it. I think it was mm-hmm. yesterday. Yeah. Um, but so it's it's a phase three trial, which is mm-hmm. um, so you're now reaching people all across the US. So yeah. it's kind of like mm-hmm. the last step before it goes into market. Yeah so um, like
0: you're like going from a smaller pool to like a bigger pool yes. and then okay yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. yeah and, and they've gotten so Biogen is the pharmaceutical company that okay. made the drug. Um, yeah. and so they are um, hopefully gonna, extend the the study right now because Mm -hmm. it's been going so well and so um so there there's another part of the study where um so patients have been getting aria Mm -hmm. and aria is like a it's essentially like swelling of the brain okay so you see it in mris yeah um and that's the only like main side effect of this drug that's like an issue and it's Mm -hmm. not even that big of an issue because um usually people like patients don't even know that they have ARIA. Mm-hmm. We just know because they have MRIs so frequently. So there's some other ones that are targeting other parts of Alzheimer's. Okay. Um, the drug that I just talked about targets amyloid. Okay. Um, it's just a protein <laughs> in your brain okay, yeah, yeah. and your plaques. Um, okay. That Those create the plaques in the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, so this drug essentially prevents the progression or slows the progression of the cognitive impairment okay. um, by um, Dissipating those plaques, so okay. essentially getting rid of the amyloid. Yeah, um, but then there are other studies coming out that are looking at tau, which is another protein, mm-hmm. um, and that creates the tangles in your brain. So two things with Alzheimer's: you get amyloid plaques and you get um, tau tangles. Okay. What so, the
0: tangle, like how does that work? Like the tangles yeah. in your brain. Yeah. Is that yeah. like a, it's not like a tangle <laughs> of
1: neurons or anything like that No, it? no, they just they look like tangles. Okay. So that's why they All say right. tangles. They just say and tangles. plaques okay. are look like plaques. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. but it's just they're just two different types of proteins okay. that your body creates and um, as you age mm-hmm. so some people will will have amyloid or tau build up naturally yeah. and mm-hmm. they don't get any signs of impairment. Mm-hmm. It's mainly once you hit a certain threshold of both yeah. um, protein levels so when we take spinal fluid from someone, it shows mm-hmm. us their levels essentially. Yeah, I'm saying levels, but they're biomarkers. Okay. Um, and if someone has like less less than 500 amyloid or greater mm-hmm. than 50 tau, then they're in Alzheimer's territory. Okay. If they have anything that's different from that, then it might be some other form of dementia. But right. they're both just two proteins. Um, and then scientists are trying to figure out if it's your body goes into overproduction of mm-hmm. those or if they if your body no longer can clear them like okay. normal so mm. just like two different pathways that they could take in terms of okay. preventing the disease altogether yeah.
0: and so like this is a interesting question but like mm-hmm. do these buildups of proteins is that mm-hmm. related anyway to like the expression of dna in someone's system right it okay. is yeah, it yeah. is
1: yeah so i mean you go from DNA mm-hmm. to RNA to so protein. protein. Yeah. yeah, it's central dogma, all that yeah, fun yeah. stuff. Okay. Like throwback to yeah, to biology. Yeah, biology. Yeah. So, and it's actually so it is it is related, and we know that because mm-hmm. um, there are genetic abnormalities that yeah. can increase your risk of getting Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an inter- interesting fact that I learned. But um, yeah. so with people with Down syndrome, mm-hmm. so they have three um, of chromosome 21 yeah um they almost always not almost that's kind of aggressive to say okay. but um they have a very very high chance of getting alzheimer's Interesting. because on chromosome 21 mm-hmm. they have um an abnormality that causes overproduction of, of amyloid yeah and they don't even so in addition to just having that one abnormality they have it on Three chromosomes. Yeah. So it's like super amyloid. Yeah. Right? yeah so it. it's crazy. Yeah. Um, which is it's sad to think about because mm-hmm. then, you know, this person who already has a cognitive impairment, yeah. you know, down the road will essentially deteriorate yeah. even more. Double no matter. Many, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but for normal people, mm-hmm. um, about twenty-five percent of the population has the APOE mm-hmm. allele. Yeah. Um, that can increase your chance of getting alzheimer's so and there's like two different forms of the allele um mm-hmm. three and four but if you have four mm-hmm. that's like that's worse so yeah. you really don't want two copies yeah. you know you don't want two fours mm-hmm. some people have one t- have one four mm-hmm. um a lot of our studies we look for patients that have one four um yeah. so that we can kind of see how they do in relation to people who don't have you know mm-hmm. this maybe they just have both threes or something yeah and then see how the drug affects them or it just yeah, yeah no no that's super <laughs> I interesting.
0: could go like no, off on so, hours it's so, so. fascinating like <laughs> the, the like the mind and the body and how it all connects mm-hmm. and like what I feel, what I'm, I feel like when I say like the mind and body, it goes towards like a yogi, like <laughs> yeah. spirituality, like take a take a moment to breathe, kind of thing. Mm. But like scientifically, it's so fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's so it's so crazy how we've been able to discover so much about mm-hmm. things that happen so naturally. You know, like yeah, the fact that that's true. We know so much about the brain, it's which pretty is pretty crazy. <laughs> just the control center. Yeah. It's just, it's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were talking about a lot of the the drug trials that you do and, yes. and going through testing. Is there any sort mm-hmm. of other research methods that you guys use um, to kind of learn more about dementia?
1: Yeah, so... Um one of our studies right now is actually looking at the effects of exercise okay. on um, dementia, the progression of dementia. So mm-hmm. um, in that case, we're having patients go through um, stress tests, um, EKGs, yeah. MRIs, um, lumbar punctures, um, just so that we can kind of progress how they do over over time. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that in that case, we're kind of getting at does exercise, you know, we know that it reduces inflammation in the body. Yeah. That's just like a given. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done that for many years. But yeah. um, is dementia possibly a form of inflammation Mm -hmm. so if we you know have people work out (laughs) um have like on a certain schedule so they Mm -hmm. go home they uh, they have to um wear like a heart rate monitor um like Mm -hmm. a fitbit sort of thing yeah Yeah, um so it's like a two it's over two years so Mm -hmm. um it's pretty long study but Mm -hmm. eventually we're hoping to find that um these people who are at risk for developing alzheimer's um Mm -hmm. maybe the progression is or the onset is, um, pushed back because yeah. they exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just kind of like a very small, you know, hypothesis that yeah. we're looking at. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a bigger study than that, but, yeah, um, definitely. yeah. So exercise, that's one thing that we're looking at is possibly mm-hmm. being able to prevent, um, dementia. And then we also have a lot of, um, biobanking going on. Okay. So that's kind of where, we have like this massive um, Mm bio-ink and it's just of anyone who has been diagnosed with any sort of cognitive impairment. And so we take their spinal fluid and their blood and then researchers and investigators from around the country can tap Mm -hmm. into that and use it towards our studies. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's huge. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really great because we've uh, been able to kind of contribute to biomarkers for diseases. Mm -hmm. So another thing that's just interesting to note is Mm -hmm. that we can say we think that you have this, but nothing is confirmed until autopsy. Yeah. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, we see that you have these biomarkers for Alzheimer's Mm -hmm. and, you know, you're scoring low and you have all the other indications, but like truly we don't know until they pass away and we can examine their brain. Mm
0: -hmm. No, that's, (laughs) that's really fascinating. I think that like just science in general is, is coming to such a crazy point. Like, and like when you're talking about the, the biobank and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, I feel like I don't remember where I saw it. I think it was on, like, 60 Minutes or something like mm-hmm. that. But they were – this is separate, but I feel, like, connected. Okay. It's CRISPR. Yeah. And how that's yeah. putting yeah. a editing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think that
1: yeah. taking, re- <laughs>
0: taking research and, and – I'll let you explain CRISPR because I'm probably not going to be able to do it justice. Um, But in a very rude and crude way, it's essentially cutting things out. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But the, the abnormalities, right? So, like yeah. – actually if you were to apply that to a case of dementia then Mm -hmm. you would see that someone has this e4 allele you're like oh my god this increases their chance like let's get rid of it yeah so you go in um and essentially cut it out and Mm -hmm. then put in the correct one right which would be e3 Mm -hmm. and then it's like wow they no longer have this high risk of developing dementia Mm -hmm. so yeah that's huge i don't i mean it's probably a couple years so now until that would ever yeah. Really come into play with dementia, mm-hmm. I'd yeah. say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know it's it's been. Developed for cancer yeah. right now. A ton of stuff Although I'm not that, yeah. too familiar with it, mm-hmm. so yeah. Mm-hmm. But you're right; yeah. <laughs> that would be interesting. I've never yeah. really thought about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's
0: crazy. <laughs> like I just remember seeing a TED talk about it, and mm-hmm. like she was she, the the woman who developed it. Like talked about, mm-hmm. oh, this is great. Like it, it has a lot of uses. It can go, but then there's the whole ethical side of it. Oh and yeah, like, for sure. Gene editing for like what they call designer babies, and I was yes. like, this is kind of we talked about
1: that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how I feel about that. Yeah.
0: It's just it's just so weird like you, like when you think of advancements and and um, just like the the increasing of quality of life. Mm-hmm. You really think about the external and and monetary yeah. side of it. You're like, That's "Oh, true. nicer houses for everyone. Oh, Everyone's yeah. driving a better <laughs> car." But then like health in its in its rudimental and, and, mm-hmm. and basic way it's like well maybe you can pay 600 to then not have this disease and that's an increasing quality of life mm-hmm. and so it's a huge ethical issue that's going to be super interesting to see unfold
1: that will be really interesting yeah. um yeah I've, i'm actually remembering a quote it's you don't have anything without your health yeah right absolutely. so which is so very true if you think of just like Anyone who's successful right now, if they're not mm-hmm. a healthy person, they couldn't have gotten there, you yeah. know? So it really all goes back down mm-hmm. to um, your genes yeah. and yeah. <laughs> what ends up happening. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, Christopher could definitely play into that. Yeah,
0: it's huge. And, and like you said, you're nothing without your health. I feel like health has played a really huge role mm-hmm. in your life as well. Mm-hmm. Um, not even in, <laughs> not even medicine itself, but you were saying yes, before how you're really, really into fitness and stuff like that. Yeah. Give the people a, a recap <laughs> about fitness in your life.
1: Okay. Well, um, all right. So probably started in middle school, right? Yeah. So we're going really, really far back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with running. So, um, it's funny because if we're really going way back as to yeah. when it started, okay. right, <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know if, if you know Ellen Corcoran. Oh yeah. I'm okay. With so that. it's funny. Um, when I was in eighth grade, mm-hmm. we had like our preview conference meet and yeah. she beat me mm-hmm. and I was like. I Went back to my car and I was like, Mom, the seventh grader beat me, <laughs> and she was like, Well, I guess you just need to work harder. And I was oh, like, man. All right, yeah, <laughs> so I it's guess like, that's happening, happen. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So then from then on, I was like, Well, I don't want to be like, I want to I be the best, yeah, so like, uh-huh. it's gonna happen, yeah. So then it was just a matter of like putting that into play, and mm-hmm. um, so yeah, then I just ran throughout high school, mm-hmm. had a lot of fun, like, yeah. had a great group of teammates, Definitely. um, we. Did pretty well mm-hmm. at the state level, yeah. um, which was fun, mm-hmm. and then just like going on to college and knowing mm-hmm. that I wanted to run in college as well, um, yeah. which was really fun. It was definitely a very different atmosphere. Oh yeah. Um, it was overall a, a great thing, but I just mm-hmm. I I mean, succeeding at the college level is just insane. Like oh, the yeah. people who win NCAs go to NCAs um, mm-hmm. end up you know running at the level of pro athletes. Yeah. So it was kind of you know my freshman year I had to adjust to that mm-hmm. you know just like knowing that. Um, even doing everything you could and, yeah. and being the best, like maybe not, maybe won't lead to being the best, yeah. at least in the country, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like yeah, at that yeah. high of a level. Uh-huh. But um, eventually at that point I was like so interested in medicine that I was yeah. like, all right, well now right. I have two passions I can follow, like yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I had a lot of fun, um, it was great, and I recommend it to yeah. anyone <laughs> <laughs> who's thinking of, effortless. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so that was great. Um, yeah yeah and i think it also just kept me on a schedule right so that was i was so used to that in high school um Mm -hmm. and then just going into college it wasn't really that big of an adjustment Mm -hmm. um so that was nice yeah um and then just kind of Mm -hmm. (laughs) going from there yeah um and then like afterward after Mm -hmm. college um and just keeping up with health and health and fitness definitely you know i think it also helps (laughs) Mm. (laughs) um with your brain health and oh for sure
0: yeah. And like there's, it, everything's connected. Yeah, so <laughs> everything's connected. And it, like there's plenty of like studies that go between like health and exercise and the brain and mental mm-hmm. like, health and stuff like that. Um, no, but one thing that, that you said earlier about like running at the, the like D1 and yeah. level, like <laughs> it's like, you're saying how it's like, you can do everything you can to try mm-hmm. and be the best, but then you might not be. Mm-hmm. I remember in the first college <laughs> class I ever took, yeah. my professor first day sat down she was like, all right. A lot of you could have been all stars in high school. Mm-hmm. You Here, you're average.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> and like,
0: sure. it was pretty harsh to hear, but I think it was a hundred percent the truth. Oh yeah. Because for like, sure, you can never stop working on yourself and working mm-hmm. to be better. And within athletics, that's so apparent.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's
0: it's such a it's such a like a main core value to that. Um, but it's definitely. It's definitely fun when you're able to take home the gold and like actually see it all is of the hard fun. work pay off. Yeah, <laughs> It is.
1: Yeah, that translated into um, my classes as well. Just mm-hmm. like going in and realizing that it wasn't going to be, this is, sounds bad, but like easy to get A's. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Easier to get A's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a change. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it just all overall just makes you work harder, oh, right? Oh, for sure, yeah. um, And kind of not be as mm-hmm. into perfection yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> so.
0: yeah i mean like and if you think about it, like you're never gonna run a perfect race you know like, yeah that's it's never, very true yeah it's like you could you could run <laughs> as fast true. as you could possibly try but mm-hmm. then like in the very end it's like oh i could have done a little bit better here like something right. Like that. you're you right always pick apart like your effort and, mm-hmm. and doing your best yep. um but i want to dive in now into into like something that I found when I've run and and things mm-hmm. that I always have to try and constantly remind myself of when I when I do physical activity and stuff like that is, like, you always got to remember why you start yep. and why you, like, keep doing the things you're doing because a lot of people experience burnout and it's super, super apparent. <laughs> burnout is real. Yeah, it's tough, too, because you're just like, I thought I loved yes. this and I just hate doing it, but, it, like, it's it's balancing, like, mm-hmm. it, like, the devil and the angel on your shoulder, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so do you have, like like why do you run like what mm-hmm. like, when you when you experience <laughs> those hard times like what is it that you remind yourself of like why you love the sport
1: right i would say i did experience burnout in college mm-hmm. at one point um mm-hmm. but what got me out of that yeah. was probably like the people my yeah, teammates definitely. so and also just the stress relief so mm-hmm. um like a, another question that they ask in interviews yeah. is just like, how do you relieve stress? Because that's such mm-hmm. a huge part of being a, a physician, just oh, being definitely. a success, a very hardworking person in general, right? Yeah. Um, And for me, that is definitely like working out in mm-hmm. any capacity. Yeah. Um, it's kind of shifted from, so my freshman sophomore year of college, we didn't really weightlift a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it was mainly running, and then junior to senior year, um, I think what kept me going was kind of switching interest um, more towards weightlifting. Yeah. So that was great because it was something new, right? Mm-hmm. And it also complemented my running. Yeah, um, so just kind of like finding the newness mm-hmm. in, in what you have yeah. done for so long yeah. um, and just also realizing that, you know, it has a benefit other than just just doing it. You know, yeah. you're doing it for the purpose of not only staying healthy, but like staying mentally healthy yeah. um, mm-hmm. and... Hanging with your friends mm-hmm. and you know getting that social time that yeah, you know maybe absolutely. you wouldn't have <laughs> otherwise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just be like at the library or <laughs> yeah. in school. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's fun. Mm-hmm. It just kind of takes your mind off of everything. Oh so. yeah, definitely. And mm-hmm. like
0: I, I feel like I, I had trained for uh, a half marathon last year, mm-hmm. and I remember waking up on Saturday mornings and going for like those like eight nine mile runs, mm-hmm. and it's like it's at least like depending on how fast you run it's like an hour and a half ish of just like free time Mm -hmm. and it's just time to yourself and it's time to just kind of like take a load off and some people yeah like (laughs) like, they can't focus and they just have to listen to music and like they're Mm -hmm. and but like i feel like at the very core it's like at least you're not thinking about everything else Mm you know it's like you're just focused on doing this one thing and it's like it's it's just taking all the clutter out of your mind and it allows you to just kind of focus on one thing. That's how I feel. <laughs> yeah, it's really I, nice.
1: Yeah, I don't r- really like to run with music or anything mm-hmm. just because I kind of just want to be by myself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. let everything, you know, all the crazy thoughts just, like, flow and yeah. not really have mm-hmm. to stress about anything. So. Yeah,
0: it's really nice.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: running's, running's <laughs> great that way. A lot of people hate running, though. Yeah, I, I know. I, like, yeah. Um, I made a video about, like goal progression and and trying to to work up to new challenges and stuff like Mm that and the the example that i did was like all right you can (laughs) if you wanted to start getting into running running, you can like walk for five minutes yeah it's it's, i think as much as running is physical it's so mental so
1: mental it's so (laughs) unbelievably because more mental than physical i think actually
0: yeah it's crazy because it's like it's like my body hurts, I wanna stop. But then if yeah. you fight the, like if you fight that and you and you push back like and you use that mental mm-hmm. power, you're fine. You're good. Yeah, you're gonna keep running. That's true.
1: Yeah, I've definitely felt that. Especially like coming back from injuries. Mm-hmm. I've definitely hated running at that point. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, like I, oh yeah. my god, I'm mm-hmm. so out of shape. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. So that's when yeah, the mental side kicks in. Definitely. For sure. Definitely. Um
0: So like do you think do you think like all of this like the idea of, of health and fitness and then going into medicine. Mm-hmm. Like do you like mm-hmm. it's kind of like the perfect package if you think mm-hmm. about it. Like it's it's all kind of formulated into one kind of like lane. That's true. Yeah. It's it's, <laughs> it's 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 kind of crazy. Like do you think like the love of health and fitness at an early age like kind of was another kind of just like confirmation that medicine was what you wanted to do?
1: Yeah you want to practice what you preach, right? Absolutely. So um, regardless of, like, how you look, practicing Mm -hmm. what you preach, right? Yeah, for sure. So um, they do go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're exercising and eating healthy, especially eating healthy, um, then you prevent uh, chronic diseases, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, diabetes um, or obesity or just being overweight in general. Mm -hmm. So um, it's directly correlated. I know a lot of – so. A lot of doctors are really into holistic care nowadays. That Mm kind of goes along with the osteopathic side of medicine. Um, So you look at the whole person, um, Mm -hmm. and you also try and get away from using drugs to fix problems. And so in that case, it's down to your lifestyle, right? Mm -hmm. So that comes with, like, you know, how often are you actually working out? A lot of Mm -hmm. people say more than they actually are. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And um, same with healthy eating, you Mm know. Um, People will not count, you know, like the... The little snacks that they have mm-hmm. <laughs> across yeah. the day but that counts you oh, know yeah. <laughs> it's just little things that kind of build up people yeah. don't really they're not conscious of them and so mm-hmm. i think that um as a doctor one of your other um like jobs is to make sure that your client in a way yeah mm-hmm. which i hate to say because i really they're like yeah they're people you mm-hmm. know what i mean yeah um that that person is also living a life that's going to help them with whatever problem they came into you Mm -hmm. with. So it's not just looking at the patient and trying to fix their problem It's saying like, okay, well, why did this problem arise? Like Mm -hmm. what are some other things you can do in your life to prevent it from happening again or prevent it from getting worse? So yeah, they definitely Mm -hmm. go hand in hand. Um, Definitely a reason why I feel like medicine is a good fit for me. So
0: yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, I definitely agree with uh, what you were saying before about how some people will justify Certain lifestyle choices mm-hmm. based on other ones, like I definitely know if like I go running one day or if yeah. I do a really tough workout, it's like, oh, I can definitely have this giant. Very common, yeah. Like that. Yeah, and it's like very common, it, and it's it, it's battling, it's it's life balance, you know, it's like
1: yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah. Definitely just keep a balance, like because like you know yeah. also don't want to go wholeheartedly towards the healthy side because yeah. there's dangerous as mm-hmm. dangerous, whatever yeah. things D- it's with to as well. Path <laughs> to go down. Yeah, yeah. 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 You're, like, so going balance. to like. Yeah. Preach balance. <laughs> absolutely,
0: absolutely. Well, I think that's a just like a great overview of everything that you're doing, and it's it's super mm-hmm. exciting. Um, and I kind of want to move into the hallmark questions now. Mm-hmm. This is so fun. It's <laughs> oh, this is my favorite part. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. So we'll start with the <laughs> I have to first. To really one. think about this. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> what is one thing that you believe that you think others wouldn't agree with you on?
1: People wouldn't agree with me.
0: Yeah. It's a, t- it's a tough one. Like it's, but I, I think that like the more I like ask this question, the more like I think about it, it's, it kind of is like a good like antithesis to viewpoint as a show and a podcast because mm-hmm. it's, it's trying to understand people from their point of view and, and not everyone on earth and in life is going to agree with you Okay, and it's, it's understanding people from their point of view. So I feel like it is a fair question, but it is a tough question to answer.
1: I think that some people think of, so I'm someone who really likes to think of like life as um, you don't want to create regrets. Like you want to make sure that everything that you're doing is in a way that, you know, you won't, you'll look back and be like, okay, I lived a good life. Especially Mm -hmm. now that I work with patients with who are older, right? Oh, yeah. And just like seeing a lot of um, possible issues that they've had with like family members or just like they regret something that has happened Mm -hmm. in their life. And I think a big thing, so a lot of my patients will say, you know, I wish that I had contributed more mm-hmm. to society yeah. in general. Mm-hmm. So I think that one thing that um, some people might not agree with me mm-hmm. <laughs> about yeah. uh-huh. um, would just be that you have to help others mm-hmm. and contribute in a way, like that's how you get satisfaction from life. Yeah, absolutely. Is by inspiring others. Mm-hmm advocating for others yeah. and contributing to the lives of others. Mm-hmm. So some people tend to live life more selfishly, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm just thinking of like celebrities right now. I'm not yeah. exactly sure mm-hmm. why, but but it's true because some people are very fascinated by celebrities. They look up to them, right? Yeah. But it's like, wh- how are they impact? I don't know. Yeah. But that's just my thing. So, no, um, anyway, that's yeah. what I would say. That's how yeah. people might debate mm-hmm. with me about or not agree. Yeah. But I definitely think that if you want to live a life of, like, of, I don't know, happiness and satisfaction. Fulfillment. fulfillment. Yeah, yeah, that's a good word. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have to contribute in yeah. some way. You mm-hmm. have to help someone else. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. There you no, go. It. It. yeah. <laughs> Although I feel like most people would agree with that, so yeah. I'm not exactly sure. No, no, That's I get it. That's what came it. to mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: It's kind of contradictory now that I'm going to say this, but okay. <laughs> I, I heard this from Will Smith, who is a celebrity. He's an actor. But okay. Like he got into a situation where like his actions negatively impacted someone and it really, mm-hmm. really sent them on a different path in life that he wasn't intending for. And so mm-hmm. in that moment, in reflection, he was like, I'm only going to inspire, uplift and enlighten people.
1: Oh, it's like literally what I said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, no,
0: and it's perfect. And I think that that's a great outlook yeah. in life. And that's and hopefully that's something that people would agree on. But mm-hmm. like you said, some people are very focused inwards and they're just focusing yeah. on themselves, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it's, I think like you said before, it's, it's right. about striking that balance. You right. want to you improve your quality of life while also hopefully improving others' quality of life. Right. Absolutely. Cool. Alright. Next question. If you could reverse one failure, which oh, one would God. you choose and how do you think <laughs> it would affect you? Uh, reverse
1: one failure.
0: I think it's interesting um, the responses that I've gotten to this question because not everyone, like I think that when people think of failure, it's it's like that classic interview question. It's like, mm-hmm. describe one failure and what you mm-hmm. learned from it. And this one is a little bit of a twist because
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, I think that people, people look at failure one of two ways. They think of it as the worst thing and mm-hmm. they hate it and they wish they could always reverse their failures. Mm-hmm. Two, people... Mm-hmm. Are okay with failure, and they think that it's a learning experience, and that they just—it's—it's it's something that's a part of life, and they have to—they have to have right. those in order to progress. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely—it's a two-sided coin.
1: It's—it's it's difficult. <laughs> so I've always mm-hmm. kind of considered myself one who self someone who really likes failure. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> kind of like on the other like yeah, a, a larger spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I feel like you learn so much about yourself, but I mm-hmm. think if you I think if you're someone who's not self-reflective, mm-hmm. then then failure can be very frustrating. Yeah. Right? But if you're able to fail and then take a step back and be like, okay, like mm-hmm. think about why this happened, like, yeah. what I need to do differently and, like, self-reflect, then, mm-hmm. then it's helped you, essentially. For f- sure, Improve yeah. your life. Um, but, <laughs> so take a step back and think of, like, one that I, that I could reverse. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. This is difficult. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't know. Okay, we,
0: can, we can come back to it. We can skip it for now. I mean, there are a lot like of that. things
1: that like I don't I wouldn't have wanted to happen. Yeah. But like, I'm glad they did. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. That's
0: OK. What's uh, the response? Honestly, like.
1: Uh, there's got to be something I want to reverse, though. Yeah. <laughs> it has to I be something. It. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know.
0: OK, we can come back to it.
1: Okay, I'll think about it. All right.
0: (laughs) On a lighter note, the best book that you have read to date.
1: Okay. I'm very intrigued by this. I love reading, and
0: I think that, like, Mm -hmm. there's so much knowledge in books. Yeah. The way that I had this described to me recently was the best that I've ever heard books as, like, a page. Like, if you think of movies, it's -hmm. it's like a story condensed into an hour, right? Right. If you think of TV shows, it's a story condensed into, like, 20-ish, maybe 40 minutes, Mm -hmm. something like that. But within a book, it's it's months and months and months of work
1: mm-hmm.
0: in a story. Yeah,
1: years. <laughs> and it's, yeah,
0: and, like, it's, it's yeah. so rich and elaborate. And they're not crunching for time. You know, they're taking mm-hmm. their time on this. It's something that it's they want. Well. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they want it to be perfect. And yep. that's just, like, fiction. But, like, if you mm-hmm. look at nonfiction, like, it's just even more. Like, yeah, documentary, cool, great, it teaches you. But then, like, books, mm-hmm. if you have so much vast
1: information. So, yeah. books are great. I agree. Yeah. yeah. So I'm kind of into, surprise, surprise, like medically oriented books. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Um, But I would say the book that stuck with me the most, which is actually funny because everyone's talking about it now because it's now a Netflix show, Mm -hmm. but it's Brain on Fire. Okay. I don't know if you've heard about it. I have not heard about it. Okay. They just made the movie and now it's like a... Thing, mm-hmm. um, but I liked it before. It was cool. Oh, okay. I see. I <laughs> so, see. I got it. Yeah. Um So I read it when I was like a freshman in college. Yeah. Um, and it's essentially a book about this woman. She's like a. It's a true story. Yeah. Um, she's a writer for The Post, I think, mm-hmm. in New York City. Yeah. Might be, might be a different newspaper. But mm-hmm. anyway. Um, and she kind of starts to have these, you know, symptoms of, um, like delusions. Kind of feeling a little weird. Yeah. Um, She gets like. She th- thinks she has the flu at some point, mm-hmm. and then she ends up having, like, some seizures, whatever. So it ends up becoming very – she ends up having, like, behavioral issue- issues, everything like that, um, mm-hmm. and, um, like, literally psychotic breaks. Yeah. So it's crazy. And, mm-hmm. I mean, this is a true story. So it's, like, what is going on with her? Yeah. Um, no one could really figure it out. Mm-hmm. She ends up um, going to a hospital. They truly have no idea what's going on with her. Mm-hmm. Um. And then her parents are, like, super stressed because she she eventually goes into a catatonic state. Oh, man. I don't know if you know what that is, but I it's very don't. freaky. So, yeah, it's essentially where the person is, like, everything is paralyzed about you. Yeah. Um, in a way where, like, if someone were to move you, you would do that, but then you couldn't. Move move anymore. Yeah, you literally, it's like you're a statue. You're a statue, you're a movable statue.
0: That's crazy. Yeah,
1: so it's really freaky. Um, But she ends up getting it, and that's kind of like the end of the end stage. Like that's like death is around the corner type Uh of thing. So she gets to that point, and everyone is like, what is going on? And they bring in this doctor um, who ends up figuring out that she has like NMDA encephalitis, which is um, so her brain isn't making her brain has essentially been attacking itself hence brain on fire yeah um and it's become extremely inflamed because she um can't respond to the nmda which yeah. is like a glutamate receptor in the okay. brain yeah but um essentially that's what's making her go crazy so all they need to do is give her infusions mm-hmm. and then she's fine. like it was a very easy solution to something yeah. but it's such a rare disease mm-hmm. um the entire thing was very fascinating and yeah. I absolutely loved the book. Uh-huh. So you should read it. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, so true. story. crazy. Yeah. So oh, and man. also watch the docu- the documentary. It's not yeah. really a documentary, it's like a remake type of yeah. thing. Cool. But um it's really good. That sounds awesome. She ends up being fine. Yeah. So that's good. She's still a reporter now. Medicine,
0: man. Yeah. It's crazy. I know,
1: right? It's <laughs> so cool. <crazy>.
0: Well, <laughs> speaking of Netflix, this perfectly segues into this question. Okay. Um, if you could describe your life in one (laughs) Netflix show, movie, or character, what would it be? Oh boy! So my my go-to example is I usually do Chris Traeger from Parks and Rec.
1: Okay, I've seen seen... I've seen Parks and Rec. I I don't know. Okay, he's (laughs) like
0: (laughs) he's just like the super crazy like. Health nut guy that's always like <laughs> exercising and super positive and like doing okay. this. He's like, this is literally and like he just does that all the time. It's so it's that's really, you is that what you're saying? I, I, yeah, okay. usually I yeah usually I try like I, I mm-hmm. identify with him. Okay, um, but if you could if you could like empathize or sympathize with one character or show or mm, something like that,
1: that's difficult. Yeah, um, it has to be a cross between like a detective okay. and yeah, um, and a physician. Yeah, <laughs> so. Okay. Um, I kind of I think I'm like a cross between Meredith Grey Mm -hmm. and um, oh my god I'm blanking on her name Sandra O who does she play in Uh, Grey's Anatomy because I'm just I'm not even I don't know who is it I have not seen Grey's Anatomy Uh, (laughs) well you need to watch Grey's Anatomy Uh. because that's so Meredith Grey right so she's like the main Mm -hmm. actress so I guess I. Okay, I'm like a Meredith Grey in the later episodes because she's more okay. badass in the later all right, episodes. Cool.
0: I like it. I like <laughs> it. Is that? Would you say that's your favorite Netflix medical? Well, show. not Netflix show, but like medical drama show.
1: Um. Yeah. I mean, it's super dramatic. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not. It's not realistic yeah. at all. Oh no. no <laughs> but I really like it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. Um. I really like House as well. Ooh, that's a really that's interesting medical show. That's a really interesting show. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's even. It kind of goes into the like, creepy side of things. Yeah, so, but definitely. that's kind of what I like more uh-huh. so the psychotic type of
0: yeah definitely sounds
1: weird mm-hmm. but yeah <laughs> no, no no I like it I like it
0: yeah I, so. I once saw this um, actual physician mm-hmm. react to episodes of like Grey's Anatomy and House and all these different is that like on YouTube or yeah, something yeah it's on YouTube oh yeah, I need yeah. to watch that <laughs> it's so funny because he's like alright well this is actually BS yeah. and he's like well this is kind of true they're doing yeah. this right and then like they'll see procedures and like the different lines that people say yeah. about like oh we need 22 cc's mm-hmm. of this and then it's like oh well that that's would kill actually... him." yeah right it, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's it's really yeah. really interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I definitely if, if I had to choose, I'm so sad they took this off Netflix. It was Scrubs. Mm-hmm. I, I watched Scrubs oh too. <laughs> so funny. It was like yeah, in, in, in a med- comedy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like it was so comedic that
0: I was like, okay, this really like I can, yeah. I can get behind. This. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, That's true. all right. So moving into the next one, I like this one a lot. Okay. Um, if you could have a B-list superpower. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: A B-list. So yeah. like. Okay.
0: So it's like flying, invisibility, like mm-hmm. all that. That's Pretty like, typical. That's a list, yeah. Like that's okay. that's really great. But like the list is like, it makes your life just a little bit better.
1: Ooh, I wish I could play. Um every instrument.
0: Ooh. I like that. Easily. Yeah. No, that would be nice. So that's
1: why Yeah. yeah. I say all the time that I wish I could play an instrument mm-hmm. and that I regret not doing an instrument like yeah. in high school. Mm-hmm. So I wish I could play every instrument. If I could do that, that would be amazing.
0: Yeah. That'd be super nice. So. Yeah. I just, I remember hearing about the Mozart effect a long time ago and how mm-hmm. like you listen to that when you study and it gets, instrument. Yeah.
1: Like, Children, you play oh, it when they're. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. So it's, it, yeah. and like music itself is crazy and how that relates to the brain and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, yeah, MRIs of people honestly. And like when they're like not listening to music and when they're listening to music the people yeah. lights up. It's just crazy. Okay. And moving into the last question. Okay. This is my favorite one. I'm trying to think And of I always those. I always try to give the the, the pitch beforehand. Uh, so if you could put anything on a billboard, say you had all of Times Square, all of the screens, all of the billboards, all of the bus ads, taxi ads, whatever, and you had the ability to send out one message, what do you think you would put on that billboard?
1: it's this is bad because i'm trying to get really philo- philosophical <laughs> yeah it's okay no i mean
0: everyone I, there's been a so, lot of really interesting answers to this one and i feel like everyone like at this point when you're sending out a message like that when mm-hmm. you have that much influence and spread like yeah it, it kind of has to be philosophical in a way you know like
1: so i'm kind of trying to i'm trying to like j- let me get there the usual codes that are like mm-hmm. work hard be humble yeah be nice whatever mm-hmm.
0: I mean, there's, there's tons of things that come to mind, and and going off of what you said, like the working hard, be humble, like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I remember, I think it was Aristotle or Plato or something or someone like that, but they, like, there was a term that they coined as eudaimonia,
1: mm. which is the idea that, like... Oh, wait. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, it's the what idea that, like,
0: you're working on things that you love, and you, like, become tired from them, but uh-huh. as you, like... You work to a sense of being tired, mm-hmm. but at like at that state of exhaustion, that's where you find the most fulfillment.
1: Mm-hmm. See, that's a good quote. Okay. <laughs> Why well, we no, do that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, all you
0: have to put down is euphoria, and then like, yeah. it, like have like a Google link below it oh. so people can like research it. But, but yeah, I mean, like anything like well, that.
1: Okay, so here's here's something. Um, so I so Penn has like their own. Um, Humans of New York type of thing. Yeah. Um, and so this one girl was on it and she said her favorite word was sonder. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's interesting. So I looked yeah. it up. And I think that's... Maybe I just put that on a billboard. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um. But it's essentially... It's the realization that everyone lives just as complex a life as you do.
0: Yeah.
1: And so, Which I think is really interesting because I think people... It's so hard to put yourself in someone else's shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, which as doctors, you're trying to do that constantly. Absolutely. And I think you... You are also just like really trying to look at your patient as a person because it's it's true like they are. Yeah, I mean they're person first before they're patient. Absolutely. So, um, like I, it was interesting because I've always thought of that and I've always considered mm-hmm. it to be you know you walk around every day and you just consider other people to just be these people that pass by you, but mm-hmm. they truly have just as complex of a mind as you oh, do. Absolutely. So uh, when I found this word and I searched mm-hmm. it, I was like, "This is exactly what I've been trying to think yeah. of like my entire mm-hmm. life." I like that. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's called Sonder. Mm-hmm. It's funny because it kind of sounds like a sad word. Yeah, I think. Yeah. But I think it's um, honestly very, it's just interesting. I think it's kind mm-hmm. of exhilarating too yeah. once you realize that you mm-hmm. can actually, that you do have all these people around you who are just like living mm-hmm. like you are. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't know. It's also just like, you know, an added motivation. Yeah. So.
0: Definitely. And okay. like the, the old saying, like it's like you don't know a person until you've walked a mile in their shoes.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know? It's like that. It, yeah. It, it is mm, that. Yeah.
0: And it's in a more <laughs> yeah. elegant,
1: yeah. space fitting That's way. Yeah. you yeah. can definitely put that on a real book. That's awesome. Look up Sonder. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <There> <laughs> That's go. That's
0: awesome. That's perfect. And I think that, yeah. that puts a good cap on things.
1: Okay. Yeah. Good.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on here and taking the time out of your mm-hmm. very busy medical pre-all yeah. stuff schedule. <laughs> I but try. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's It's super fascinating, and I could definitely just delve more into it. Like, I could have, like, you talking about all of, like, the different, like, researching and and different parts of It's a lot. (laughs)
1: It's so interesting,
0: though. It's so fascinating.
1: Good. I'm glad it wasn't boring. No, no.
0: It was super cool. (laughs) Definitely the the dementia with the serial killers. That was cool. Oh, yeah. See? Okay, wait. Yeah.
1: Shameless. Well, it's not really a shameless plug, but anyway, everyone go listen to my favorite murder. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's amazing. Yeah. No,
0: definitely. No.
1: Awesome. Yeah,
0: so thank you so much yeah. for, for taking the time. No problem. Down. Um, if you want to, like, plug your Instagram or something, I don't know, if people can keep up with you that way and see mm. all the things that you're doing.
1: You could. It's just my name. Okay, <laughs> Maddie Conner, yeah, Maddie Conley. There you go. Yeah, Maddie is M-A-D-I. Okay. Mm. Yeah,
0: there we go. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this super, super interesting and fascinating medical talk. Um, I definitely know that I am going to be looking more <laughs> into this and keeping up with the research. Um because I think it's just something that's really great and it's it's gonna help benefit Mm -hmm. so many people. Um and and yeah, and I I think that puts a good cap on things. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Well, thank you guys for listening, and I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Gratitude. That is what I have for you guys for taking the time to listen to this episode. And hopefully enjoying Maddie's story. And, and I really hope that you guys took something from it. You learned something. And it, maybe it's something that you can apply to the passion that you're going for and that you're striving for. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this. And I, I hope that you guys share it and hope you enjoy it. And, and share it with the people that you love and the people that want to hear great stories like this. And, and feel enabled to follow their passions and do the things that they love. Thank you guys so much. And I will see you in the next one.